Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Hi, I'm Ashley Pfeiffer. And since 1916, Kendall County Abstract's goal is to be the premier title company in Kendall County. Kendall County Abstract provides real estate closing services and title insurance to both individuals and businesses. All work and research are done in-house. So when you have questions and want high-quality service, Kendall County Abstract is ready to help. Call 830-816-2131 or find us at kcac.net. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories shared on the show reveal God in new ways. We look into the mirror of our dogs. In the reflection, we find aha moments, bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Click follow on God and Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site. Please also subscribe on the God and Our Dogs YouTube channel where you can find some special bonus material from our show's guests. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Sonora Bank, 101 Mobility, Robin Saunders Luxury Group, and GBMB Insurance. Thank you to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. We are blessed to have Destiny Stevens as our guest today. Destiny is Operations Manager of the Hill Country Animal League in Bernie. She is an energetic leader whose dogs would call her mom. Thanks so much for joining us, Destiny. I'm so excited to learn more about your dogs. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, you've had dogs your whole life. Tell us something about your childhood dogs. So I had one in particular named Missy, and she was a great, great ranch dog. So I always remember her going to work with my dad on the ranches and always working with the goats. Um, Probably my favorite memory of her was when we would find baby deer that were in distress. Uh She would actually play the role as a mom for them. Oh, Um, how cool is that? Yeah, so she was just such an amazing dog. Yeah, what kind of dog was she? An Australian Shepherd. Oh, wow, a real? (laughs) Did she have blue eyes? She did. Oh, cool. Sometimes they have one blue and one brown, Mm -hmm. but she had blue. How cool is that? So um, how long was Missy in your family? Oh, man, at least 18 years. She Wow, she had a long life. <laughs> she did. She did. And so, I mean, she was a part of our family since she was a baby all the way up until the very end. And she she passed away just in her sleep all peacefully, just how uh-huh. we'd all want to go. So Yeah. Did your dad have to train her or was she a natural? She was a natural. So just like the, you know, the breed is supposed to do, she did exactly that. Oh, wow. That's so cool. 
So it, was there a, another favorite memory you have of her working? Let's see here. Well, so she was always really good at Frisbee, too. Um, <laughs> well, that's a job. <laughs> yes, that is a job. But with the goats, um, me and my mom, we would always ride our horses and try to get the goats in the pen um, to, like, deworm them or also take them to market. And so, I mean, I would always enjoy the times that Missy was with us then. Um, I knew I was close with my mom, and then we were also close with all of our pets. So it was just a good family bonding experience. Yeah, that's so cool. As an adult, I'm sure that was part of your motivation for having your own dogs, wasn't it? Of course, yes. Yeah. I definitely went through lots of pets as an adult. You know, I, I've even had you know, ferrets and just all kinds of the little things. And then oh finally, once I got old enough, I felt like it was time to finally take on some real responsibility. Yeah. So tell us about your first dog as an adult. His name was Duke, and I actually got him right outside of Wheeler's, which used to be Barclays. But I got him in 2012, I believe, um, and he was a Redbone Coonhound. Uh-huh. And he had came neutered and everything and oh, wow. all of his shots. Um, I believe he was right around like 14 or 16 weeks. And so that was my first introduction to the Coonhound breed. Yeah. So tell me what he looked like as far as his coloration. Was he really truly red or kind of a reddish brown? What did he look like? He was more reddish brown. So, I mean, if y'all are at all familiar with where the red fern grows, mm -hmm. um, he looked just like those <laughs> those hounds on there. Um, they kind of remind me of labs, but a little thinner in sta like stature and a little taller. Mm -hmm. They also are cousins to Rhodesian Ridgebacks. Uh -huh. So they have like the more red brown tint to them. I see. What does a coon hound act like? What does it sound like? Um, it's a bay is what they call it. Uh -huh. His bark is actually a bay. Um, I like to also use the term bellow. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like on a scale of 100. Yeah. They're meant to go, you know, hunting and catch coons and even bears and also mountain lions. So uh -huh. they're pretty diverse. Oh, that's neat. So um, did you train him to do anything special? I definitely did. Um, I was a little different. Um, I did not train him in the traditional manners of hunting, per se. Um, of course, you know, my family hunts, but I'm, I'm not the avid hunter. So I was a college student at the time. And what uh -huh. I really enjoyed was going out in nature and walking around and hiking. And so that's what he was meant to do with me. So I actually trained him to do almost the opposite of what you would normally train them to do, which is track animals and mm -hmm. chase them. Um, so I made sure that he always understood his commands of stay here. And then I also trained him to find sheds. Okay, what are sheds? So sheds are antlers that the deers drop. Uh, the deer yeah. <laughs> drop during the season and so we always like to find them you know dogs like to chew on them you can probably buy them at lots of places nowadays but we liked to do that as an activity to go out and find them on our own was he good at it he was he was really good he would also play hide and seek with me i taught him that when we were out in the field and things like that uh -huh. he was definitely scent driven more so than some other dogs can be well that makes sense for a hunting dog mm -hmm. yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. So did you have much trouble out on the ranch with him chasing the deer? Um, he was more of a natural. He was a mama's boy, so he definitely more stayed towards me. Um, he did not veer too far. Oh, well, that's good because mm -hmm. I know we have dogs that would love to get in the mix with the deer. Exactly. So Most do. It's kind of a pain, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it could be painful for them, too, mm -hmm. before they shed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So is Duke still with you? Duke unfortunately passed away. He Aww. was with us um, for four short years. Wow, that that is a short period of time. Yes, yes. It was definitely a struggle to go through that loss. Um, 
It was shocking and unexpected. You know, the doctor said that it was probably just a heart defect or oh, dysfunction. Wow. But, you know, we made it through it, but it was definitely a learning experience. So, Destiny, what it, what did you learn from that experience? You weren't a child anymore. You were an adult. But losing a, a close, familiar presence in your life is never easy. Exactly. So, I mean, it lear- I, I definitely learned to never take any relationship for granted. Um, uh-huh. You know, I had started working right after college and he was at home all alone and I, I took it kind of hard. You know, he was so used to being with me all the time and working with me and him being home alone while he passed just like broke my heart. So I just really learned to take every day and just cherish it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, the people and things in your life, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So were you dogless for a while? I was. I mean, it seemed like an eternity, but it was actually just a few short months. Um, uh-huh. I just, I knew I was missing something still in my life. You know, I still worked with him very often, even though I was working um, a real job. Um, and so I just knew that there was a void in my life that needed to be filled. Who did you add to your family? So that's when my, my now husband and I got Argos, uh-huh. um, the blue tick coonhound. We had both decided that we always wanted a coonhound in the family. And so we went out and found us one in Fredericksburg, Texas. Wow, good. You don't really see a lot of coonhounds around, so you must have had to do a little bit of research to we find did. what you wanted. Yeah. Exactly, we did. But we definitely settled on a great person in Fredericksburg, and we were just over the moon to bring a new little one to the house. Yeah. So was he like Duke, or was he his own little personality? <laughs> little did I know at the time, he was definitely more of his own personality. He was not a mama's boy right off the bat. He was not 100% food-driven. He had a complete mind of his own. He was loud, obnoxious, rambunctious, jumped on people, something that I was totally not used to. So what did you do? Because by that time, you may not have even been living in the country anymore, I guess. Exactly, exactly. So I had to come up with some newer training methods that I was not totally familiar with. Sometimes they're controversial, but they are the like shock and vibration collars. Um, Mine was Sport Dog brand. And we had to utilize it for Argos to train him to sit, stay, you know, know his basic commands. And then especially, you know, I wanted him to be very active on hikes or travel with us. Um, so we utilized that because I also, when I first got him, we got Duke's ashes back. And so I made a promise that I would spread Duke everywhere that we had been and everywhere we planned to go. And so I needed Argos to come along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was did. definitely important to have yeah. him trained. Well, I know sometimes his collars are good from the standpoint of the vibration gets their attention, and so does, it actually has a sound as well, doesn't it? It does, it does. So Argos, I mean, he only, you know, I had to use the Sturm one only a few times, handful of times, and so most of the times he always responded to that vibrate. I'm not sure if it's because his bay is so loud that he didn't really necessarily hear the noise, (laughs) but the vibrate was always the better option for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you had a really interesting time, didn't you? One once going to the beach with Argos. I definitely did. So like I said, we were planning to take him everywhere that we've always wanted to go and had been. So he went with us to a surfing trip down at the coast. Um, my husband um, was an announcer for a surfing contest. And so, of course, Argos went with us uh-huh. and everyone loved Argos. They kept asking what breed he was. I guess, it, like y'all said, it's not very common to see him that mm-hmm. much. 
And so he was already popular. Well, and then he was still not very well trained. So he was on a leash and of course got loose and ended up running towards the podium where all the speakers were and the announcers. And he just continues to bay and bellow and make a huge scene. Luckily, everyone else loved it. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> just had my head down in the sand. But. Yeah, that's how it is sometimes with kids too. Exactly. So he knew everyone and so did you because of him by the time this was over. Absolutely. Yes, we were very popular at the end of the weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Well, before you tell us a little bit more about Argos, I have a feeling there's a little bit more to his stories. <laughs> He's quite a character, isn't he? <laughs> he definitely is. Um, I'd like to tell you and our guests a little bit about our sponsor today. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godandourdogs.com, with bonus downloads inspired by show guests on the Want a Treat section. Check out the show's webpage for regular updates, resources, and thoughts to ponder. That's godnardogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. Hi, this is Dwayne Rivers with the Rivers team at Phyllis Browning. This is God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Destiny Stevens, who's the operations manager at Hill Country Animal League. Before the break, Destiny told us about her coon hounds, Duke and Argos, and they were lots of fun in her family, especially Argos, who developed a special talent. Well, Destiny, you have a really neat sport that you participate in, and you taught Argos to go along with you. Tell us about that. So we love to paddleboard. I don't know who else has a paddleboarding coonhound, but I know that that is our favorite thing to do together. I started it off when he was a puppy. Of course, I got him in the winter, so it just started off with like kind of getting him on the paddleboard on dry land. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, once summer rolled around, I realized that that was our favorite place to be was on the water together. Well, that is so neat. What kind of commands did you teach him so that he could be a safe paddleboarder? Absolutely. So believe it or not, it all started with just our basic car rides. I I noticed that when he was in the car, he almost looked like he was just unsteady on a certain surface, Uh Um, you know, just from the momentum, I guess. And so I taught him the term ride it. Mm -hmm. And that has kind of stuck with him. So not only does he ride extremely well in a vehicle or in like the back of a gator or on a paddleboard or surfboard even, that command just has gone with us through his life. And I think it was tremendous for setting up his success on paddleboarding. Uh-huh. That was creative to come up with that, that term. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I bet there'll be some people using that from now on. Right. Yeah. Well, they definitely should. Because yeah. a lot of dogs, they're more scared of when they're on the paddleboard. They're just scared of the uncertain feeling that they're not mm-hmm. used to. And I felt like personally, when I saw him on the paddleboard, it looked like an awkward dog in a car too, you know, if they're mm-hmm. not certain what that feeling is. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like having him on the paddleboard with you? Does he sit? Does he walk around? Does he lay down? What does he do? Um, Most of the time I do have him sitting and he's usually up at the nose of the board. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, not at the very front, but um, on the pad right in front of me. Mm -hmm. So it does take some balancing on my part because sometimes he gets antsy and doesn't want to sit anymore. He may want to stand or he may want to have his face in the water. Um, But yeah, most of the time he's up front. 
Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So um, do you have hand signals that you use with him? Is it noisy out on the lake or how, do, how does that work? It's so, so much like the hand signals are just the stop. You know, you put your hand up to stop, stay. When he was a puppy and really loud, I taught him the whole like quiet, put, a, put my finger up to my mouth to show him to be quiet. Um, and those are the pretty much the basic commands. Sit, stay, lay, quiet. Uh-huh, <laughs> On uh-huh. the water, it isn't too lo- loud and noisy yeah. unless it's super windy. But most mm-hmm. of those days I try not to take him out too much on just because it's a struggle for him and I to stay balanced. Yeah, yeah, that Ride it command may not make it work on that day. I don't know. Exactly. That could be a little challenge. Well, so that must have taken a lot of perseverance for you to work with him so intensely to get him to be able to be able to do that and balance. It definitely did. Um, just because his other, all of his basic commands were already such a struggle throughout his puppy years. Uh-huh. Um, so it definitely was a lot of perseverance on the board or even when we were out in public. Um, I had to have a lot of trust in him, just like he had to have a lot of trust in me that things would go according to plan, even if there were bumps on the road. Yeah, because life is unpredictable. Yep, exactly. Yeah, just like the water or you never know what you're going to run into when you're out and about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you, you told me a really interesting story about what happened to you out on the lake one day. Tell us about that. Yep, so... Once I realized my, this day is what made me realize that like my training was actually paying off. So we went out, we were so excited to get on the water. We just got on the board and went and little did I know we were getting pulled over within just a few minutes. I can't even imagine what that looks like, (laughs) getting pulled over on a paddleboard. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there are actual pictures too. So it's kind of (laughs) funny. I I have a GoPro and so it's, it's taking pictures of it all. Oh gosh. Um, And so I, we got pulled over. Um, I forgot to put my flotation device on board. So Uh, you can have a belt or you can have a life vest. Um, I personally usually have a belt on there and I just completely forgot it with my flip-flops on shore. And then, um, I was worried Argos, you know, normally would be baying and, you know, just yakking up a storm to those police and probably jumping off and making me fall. Um, But I just kept using my hand signals and told him to stay and sit. And he just, he actually stayed, did not yell or bellow at all. I mean, I just, I was completely shocked and knew that that day, wow, like my training is actually paying off and we can do this. Well, not only are you a skilled paddleboarder to keep that whole situation together, but you're also a skilled trainer to be able to pull that off. Exactly. That must have been really re- rewarding for you to see. That and we did not get a ticket that day, oh, so that yay. was even better. <laughs> Just a warning, I exactly. guess. Exactly, huh? yes. <laughs> well, that's good. Maybe the maybe the um, police officer or whoever pulled you over could see that, you know, the dog is well-behaved. That probably attracted as much attention as you not having your flotation Exactly, device. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's really interesting that you talk about trust because um, trust and relationship go together, don't they? They definitely do. Yeah. And um, we can see that in our relationship with God, too. It takes some experience together in order to, to develop trust. Mm-hmm. And we can really learn that with our dogs, can't we? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the more we experience trust, I think, the more we feel valued too, don't we? Yep, definitely. Yeah. yeah. How how have you seen um, trust and value develop in your relationship with your dogs? 
um, over time, we just, you know, now I take him to work with me every day. Oh, so wow. I, I trust okay. him. I trust him with my professional life, my personal life. Um, he obviously trusts me every day to make sure the food is <laughs> filled in the bowl. Right. Um, and I continue to work him. And now I'm going to be bringing um, a new little one into the family. So I now trust him to be a big brother and be a good role model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be soon, too. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes, yeah. just a few short weeks. Yeah, congratulations on adding a new baby. Well, thank that's you. That's awesome. I should say baby and not a puppy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's very exciting. <laughs> well, when we spoke before the show, you talked about how having... Duke and Argos, and maybe even your your dogs growing up, it sounds like you had a really nurturing Australian Shepherd too, really kind of prepared you for motherhood. Tell me a little bit about that. I definitely think they have prepared me. Um, obviously, not fully, but it's <laughs> yeah, definitely... Yeah, of course, they're dogs, but... <laughs> <laughs> they've given me the ropes, I think. Yeah. Um, and the way I can see that is even just like the basic kennel training, right? So I'm going to start having to train the baby to sleep train um, in a crib or in a bassinet and things like that. Also, since these dogs are so vocal all the time, you know, you've learned patience. How to not always... You don't have to yell back when you have a little one yelling at you. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So they've taught me a lot, um, and I'm looking forward to what more they can teach me about motherhood. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, I hadn't thought about um, that aspect of it because, you know, Scripture says quite a few times, especially in Proverbs and, and some of the letters, um, I want to say from James and also Peter, about how how important it is to choose our words wisely. So that's a really important factor that you just mentioned there, because what happens to us when somebody doesn't speak very kindly? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, right. It's it's really tough. And feeling loved and valued that probably doesn't go along with that too much, does it? It doesn't. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you've got to keep calm, cool and collected, not only for your pets, but of course, your children. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And you talked about how patience was such a a big deal you know what what aspects of patience do you think that you've really learned to think about my actions before I actually do them think Mm -hmm. about the words that I say before I actually say them not everyone learns on the same level Argos was definitely a lot more different Mm. than Duke so my Mm -hmm. child may not learn at the same fast level or slow level as others Um, and I always have to remember to keep patience in mind you know they're gonna learn on their own terms right we're all different mm-hmm. people, dogs, you know, we can definitely see that reflection in them, can't we? Exactly. You know, it really makes me think too about, you know, so many times in life, we just don't feel valued. Thinking about how we can see that with our dogs and how that grew with you and Argos from that unruly puppy to someone, dog rather, who's now in the, in your office with you. That's pretty cool. It is. It yeah, is. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your office. Tell us a little bit about uh, Hill Country Animal League, Destiny. Yeah, so we are a nonprofit spay, neuter, and vaccine clinic. Um, Our mission is to reduce the unwanted pet population. And so how we do that is we keep our costs low um, for all of our spay, neuters, and our vaccines. We work really closely with, of course, the general public, um, but specifically we keep our costs low for the low-income community and as well as our rescues and shelters. Mm -hmm. Now you have a big fundraiser coming up real soon. Tell us about that. We do, we do. So it's called Barktoberfest. This is our second annual Barktoberfest. So we're super excited. It's on October 15th. That'll be a Saturday. 
It is on Main Street in Bernie, Texas, and there's going to be lots of fun things to do. There's um, going to be a petting zoo, raffles, um, costume competition, doggy dash races of all sizes this year. So last year we just had a small um, doggy dash race. We're going to have medium and large ones as well. Uh Um, And those are usually cash prizes, everyone. So definitely make your way out there. Um, Most importantly, though, we're going to have at least probably 10 rescues there Mm -hmm. adopting pets as well. Yeah, I, I did go last year with my husband and we had a ball. Um, it's really high energy. If you can imagine all those people, kids, and dogs in the same place. So, exactly. So if somebody wants to learn more, do you have that on your website? We, we do. So you okay. would go to www.hcaltx.org slash Barktoberfest. Okay. So that stands for Hill Country Animal League, Texas. Exactly. Okay. Awesome. Well, Destiny, good luck with that. I know that'll be tons of fun. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Great. Well, before we close today, I'd like to share a little thought to ponder. And yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. When our dogs die suddenly, their absence leaves an unexpected hole in our lives. The love, purpose, and belonging we felt with our dogs is gone. It makes me ponder about the people, places, and things that I take for granted in my life. How can I work more closely with God to bring more love, value, purpose, and belonging into the lives of others? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Westward Environmental, Clearview Bookkeeping, Complete Computer Solutions, and Covenant Pest Control. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for special show bonuses. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs and click follow. Subscribing and following helps the show spread the word about relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. God and Our Dogs.com. I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com. head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for Children's Story Time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.